Hey guys, if you want to come see me, I'll be at the Miami Improv July 22nd and 23rd uh, at the Mi Miami Improv. Get tickets now. It's almost sold out. I will also be at oh, um, Pilgrim House. We're opening it up now August 20th at Town Hall as well. That's an added extra show. So try and I don't know if they put it up yet, but they probably have by Thursday. So just, you know, go to the just go to my website. If you guys want to come to one of my shows, which I always love it when you do, of course, I'll be in Washington, D.C., July 7th and 9th. Low ticket alert. So nice to say. Chicago, I'll be there July 21st through 23rd. And then Des Moines, Iowa, I'll be there July 29th through 30th. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. Today, Mateo and I catch up in person for the first time in a long time. We're all over the place. We're talking about a bunch of things. Jennifer Aniston, Pride, putting things on our butt. UFOs. One of those one of those things is fake, sorry. UFOs. UFOs, how could I forget? UFOs, Jennifer Aniston and UFOs. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But we appreciate you guys as always. Here's the episode. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to back to another episode of Inside the Closet. To a new and improved Inside the Closet. Yeah, seriously. Beautiful. I feel like I, I the microphone is so nice. I don't want to move. I feel like I don't want to move my head. Last time I was in this studio, I broke the mic. I was on Antino's <gasps> podcast. What'd you do? I touched it. But to be fair. Just the, a light touch? Yeah. And it just was didn't like gay people? <laughs> yes. It said get so away. So it didn't like me and Andrew. <laughs> yeah. This, um, uh, Rebecca, will be on, what's our YouTube page? Just Inside the Closet? Inside the Closet podcast on YouTube to watch the yeah. full episodes. But yes. also, it's so nice to see you. Great to see you. It's been a long time. Mateo was away. And then I, was I was away for away. a month. Were you in Italy the whole month? I was in Italy for three and a half weeks. Wow. I got there May 20th and I just got back last week. That's so fun. So when you were, while you were gone, we had, I had did an episode with Caitlin Palufo, which would have aired Oh, last that's so week. great. I yeah. need to listen to it. And then a question. Do you listen to podcasts? I listen to um, every blue moon. I listen to our podcast to, to go back and see like where sure. we were in life. Like I listen to like old, um, like during the pandemic, just to like see like what we were talking Absolutely. about, like what we were going through, which is fascinating because our predictions were all wrong. Mm. And um, eh, and I listen to like UFO stuff sometimes. Like my friend really? there, yeah. Even though you say you. Oh no, UFOs! You I don't believe in, in religion. You don't believe in ghosts. I don't, no, ghosts are absolutely not real. And as as an Mexican Italian, I I know that's like sacrilegious to say ghosts aren't real because all of my aunts see them. But I thought that people that would believe in ghosts would believe in UFOs. Like I thought that would be kind of like similar. no, because one's more like scientific. Uh, look, UFOs. Are I don't know if UFOs are like aliens. Sure, but the government just came out and they're like, yeah, we don't know what they are. Right, and we have plenty of video of it. Do we? So yeah, you aren't watching all the but congressional hearings about this. But there's videos of ghosts too. They could, you could no, there's no video of there ghosts. Is. I watched 22 seasons of Ghost Adventures, and not one video of a ghost has popped up. And they every weren't time, good. They weren't good ghost hunters. Every time there's a video of a ghost, it's like it doesn't make sense. They're just like, ghosts oh, you, did easier. you feel that? No, they're easier to to fudge. Sure, but so would so be a UFO. All I no. know is in Maine, where How I'm from. You, the, 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 from the army, from the from the F-16s yeah, flying? Yeah, a little doodle doodle. No, Emma, did you watch? You haven't seen any of these videos, have you? No, but I don't, I don't get my opinions from research. It's just what happens in my mind. All I know is in rural Maine, <laughs> the two people that said they saw UFOs, both got, one of them got arrested for being a, a, a pervert, and then the other Hold one. Hold on a second. You're saying only two people in history have, taught, have seen In UFOs. my hometown. In my hometown of Romaine. That's of them not the same as the government having congressional hearings with 
with with military people saying, what are these things? So I do think that there is like extraterrestrial life out there. Uh, yeah, and I'm not that. I'm not saying that they're like here. Right. But come I, on, Emma. But I think that you could as easily manipulate a photo of a UFO as you could a, a ghost. But you can't manipulate F-16 radar locking on to objects going at speeds that are so fast and then military people flying saying like that's that's that was confidential information that was released to the public. Mm. That's not like someone at home like, I show my okay, shit. I didn't, get you. That. I didn't hear about that. But, yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing. Wow. And they did a whole 60 minutes interview with the pilots who were like, look, before we were encouraged not to go out and talk about these things. Again, and now I sound like a, a freak, but no, I don't think you so. asked if I listen. Sure. So I listen to this kind of stuff, like it, like the Bob Lazar interviews, which are fascinating to listen to. And it's not that I think any of them are necessarily true, but it, but but and now it's factual that there's objects. They call them UPAs, unidentified. I don't know. It sounds like an STD, but like you know, it's like a beer. It's actually. What? Hey there, young lady. You have a good UPA. Sounds you like want, a, we got a UPA for you. Oh, it's because I'm thinking of IPA. That's what it is. I don't, but can we just talk real quick about beer? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I do. What is an IPA? What's a hop? This one's oh, less that I don't hoppy. Understand. All I know this is I like a, it. I don't an drink ale. it. What the fuck is an ale? Different degrees of not of being vodka. I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's nothing. I did like beer. I did like beer, and so did the people that saw the UFOs in my hometown. But I did like beer. But it's not. It's not something. If you're like someone that's like drinking. I think people with drinking problems gravitate, in my experience, more towards vodka or tequila because you're less likely to be hungover. Not in my no, in my experience, it was always beer. People that drank, they, they drank too much. Drank too much. It was always like cheap for myself. beer. Yeah, cheap yeah, beer. and then you can because you can get so low, you can get loaded quicker on tequila or vodka. In my experience, but, you know what I did that I don't I don't do usually when I was in Italy. I should tell you about Italy, but yeah, I want to hear all. I want to hear I, about it. And I, had, I started listening to podcasts. In the past oh, what couple podcasts months, have you listened I to? started listening. I was listening to this podcast. It's called Hot Breath. It's by a comedian named Joel Byers, and he interviews people about comedy writing. Okay. And I've done the podcast twice. Oh, I want to be on that. That sounds fun. I can connect you with him. Like it, when I did the podcast, I remember being like, "Oh, he asked really good questions," but I never thought anything about it. And then I was trying to see if someone had done this joke that I was this idea I had, and so I was looking it up. And then he what's kept, the idea? It was. This is from. It was. Was, it never got fleshed out. It was about how the way that like my friend got mad at her boyfriend going for going to a strip club and she's like, men change in a strip club. And I was like, well, women change when they go into Sephora. And then I had this whole like, oh, that's a great joke. It's, it felt a little dated when I was doing it. I mean, if it, it could be a little like ha 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 see right. Thursday night exactly. at 6 p.m. It, that's what I was thinking. But, but. I'm not above necessarily. But I'm above nothing. No. Um, unless it's a grinder. Yeah. Book. Ha 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 at 6 p.m. Call me, please. I'll do it. You're killing it right now, by the way. <laughs> on TikTok, you're like murdering right now. Well, so I looked up this thing and this guy, Joel kept popping up. So I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then it that's happened sometimes where it's like, I didn't, I think I would have appreciated it. More well, podcasts it. are supposed to be for voices on the fringe. And also too, like Tim Dillon brought up a really good point. He's like, why is Jennifer Aniston and Courtney, why are these people coming they out have with podcasts? Pod Everyone's got a podcast now. And, and to his point, he's right. Like, you know, if you're, when I was in 2000, back in my day, 2003, when you just didn't hear gay people, I listened to gay podcasts because I, I wanted that. to hear gay what voices. What was that one you like, Penis? PNS Explosion. Yes, yes, yes. Penis. Pat Powers is yeah. just... Rob Lindley, Pat Powers, and Noah Powell are just there. <laughs> are they still doing it? No. No, okay. No. And Scott, I forgot. Scott. And Scott. Um, so tell us about your whole trip. Like, walk us through your experience. It, it, it well, well. And I want to hear what your state of mind was like when you got there. Like, when you got there, were you burnt out? That, 
is a great question mm, also, because I actually <laughs> leaf isn't is encroaching on. <laughs> but it looks good. You look okay. like you're actually like you're I'm like an under right? under recover undercover reporter. I look like an I look like an ad for you can a move it. Move, it, back, move it behind the chair after two months. Move it behind the chair. You look like you're on safari. Emma, push it back. I have all my teeth. Push it back behind the chair. It's all right. By the way, I chipped two teeth. I have to get them fixed. Fuck. Um, so I've learned I've learned my lesson. Do I look, does this shirt not look, well, it doesn't matter. Um, when I got to Italy, I was, I went, I was going for a friend's wedding and I went way early just to hang out in Rome and hang out with my Italian, just to be Italian sure. essentially for a Who while. Who was the friend? Uh, I, I. Friend from they, all, they were, just from way back? No, they, they'd rather not say okay, it. They're in cool. the, they're in the biz. Great. And, um. So when I was in Italy, I got there and I first my friend Simone and I met up in Rome and we we're just hanging out and I was having it was hard to detach from New York and work. Like sure. I was still like must do something, must do mm -hmm. something. But then I was like, I'm just going to be Italian. So I was smoking cigarettes at dinner. Really? I was having wine. with. Actually, I was having spritz, Aperol spritz every day. Nice. And just hanging with Italians. I actually this is the first time this has happened to me. And this was quite shocking. I was being recognized every day from Italians. Great. In Italy. Nice. That's Being fun. like, allora, ma tu sei Matteo Lane. That's great. Ma tu sei il comico Matteo Lane. That's great. And I was like, si, sono io. You know, um, we went to. Did they see you smoking? Oh, yeah. They were Italian. They were okay. They didn't too. care. Um, you'll appreciate this. Please. So I have been. I have to apologize to you. Okay. I have been making fun of you for eating at the Olive Garden. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Claiming. No, no. This, this is. What I'm about to tell you is wild. Okay. Because you, I've been saying you're eating fettuccine alfredo, which is not authentic. Well, I've actually not had fettuccine alfredo. That's not what I get there. You get the angel hair pasta. With the with the sauce, tomato sauce. With the tomato yeah. sauce. I also haven't eaten there in a long time, but I would. We should do, no, next we're going to do a video of you and I going there and eating. Sure, I'd love to. And I'd all eat with my hands. So I'll do it all, all the way. But they, but they sort of, they sort of, they, they, they carry the, we are fettuccine alfredo. I mean, that's like the, that's the selling point right. to, to Olive Garden besides the breadsticks and salad. So. You know that my girlfriend got offered to, to do advertising for them, and, and I was what? like, like I don't know, head advertising. Oh God, I got. Oh, I thought you meant like be on an Olive Garden commercial. No, like, like oversee. She, she and she that. said, and she, I was like, that's amazing. And she was like, I said no, and I was like, what? And I still can't get over that. And well, sometimes she's I just right. glare she's at her Italian. sometimes, and I'm like, what? Do you, who do you think you are? She, she's right. I so I, anyways, I I made that joke. Uh, and it exploded. Mm -hmm. It was. I made the joke about how fettuccine alfredo is not real, right? And it that video literally took on a life of its own. Controversial or people super controversial because okay. all the Italians from Italy were thanking me, and right. that's I think how I got some sort of notoriety in right. Italy. It's the fettuccine for that. guy. And then all the Americans were like, "Well, I still like it, and right. I don't care if it's not authentic." It was like when I tell you the explosion. So finally, all of a sudden, this restaurant named Alfredo alla Scrofa, with a blue check, yes. starts commenting. In Italian, saying, we are here. We're real. And I was like, fuck. So Validate I, me. So I called my friend Francesco De Carlo, who's an Italian comedian. When like he comes it, yeah. here, he'll come here. You'll love him. Yeah. I said, get a camera guy. We're going to Alfredo, and we're going to meet them and, and meet the real Fettuccine Alfredo people. So I messaged them. We set it up. I show up to Alfredo alla Scrofa, and this such a handsome 22-year-old who's the, who's the uh, owner's son comes nice. out, greets us. They had a beautiful table set up for us. They brought us to the kitchen. They showed us how it's made. They taught us the history. What's the history? The, the history was in like 1914, this guy named Alfredo, which is an Italian name, right? 
His wife was pregnant and was sick, and so he made her pasta oh, with yes, butter. Told and us yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was it was kind of like a 360. It was so cute. Like they were so and then we like had like a peace picture and like we made peace with each other. But I just, it was that was a really fun experience. It's a cool moment of like just the power of media too. Because yes. sometimes like I even had that when I was listening to when I was listening to a podcast, just thinking about how you hear something somewhere and then you see someone in person and just like the way mediated things travel. And it's like you have no idea like what you're what or who you're reaching while someone is listening to you or I'm listening to them and it can go I mean you said this you did this and the next thing you know you're in this place making this thing and that is that's pretty incredible yeah it was cool and it was also like really funny that like it was like this being able to speak Italian in Italy does absolutely bring you into their culture immediately sure, absolutely. so like there wasn't like a disconnect it was an immediate like hang it was cool but then the rest of Italy was like, I just, I went to like a villa at my friend's house and we just hung out in the pool. I made new friends. It felt like the real world. You like feel smoking the cigarettes like the day after. Cause now whenever I smoke a cigarette, granted you're probably smoking hand rolled ones. My friend Claudio makes me hand rolled ones, but then I'll just buy as they call Marlboro Light. Ah, uh, see the, if I smoke a Marlboro Light or a parliament now, I feel like shitty for like three you days. You do. I mean, you do feel like shit but it's such a white woman thing for me to do to be like i only smoke in europe right like i'm only gonna buy packs of cigarettes in europe and you never felt addicted to it um no i come back and i haven't wanted one since i when i i haven't smoked now for the last time i smoked i ran into to a comedian walk we were both walking home and he was having one and if i'm like walking more than one block with someone i'll be like give me a cigarette i i had a cigarette with you once you remember were we walking somewhere for more than a block Probably. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, it's about that time. And I feel good when I do it, but I also know someone really closely who just got lung cancer. Yeah. So I, I, as I puff, I, I picture their face. And they didn't well, smoke. that's what they put on the cover of the boxes in Italy. Maybe that's why I picture Pictures it. of dying people. Oh. And they're like, si uccide, smetti. Like, are those real dying you. people? Or are they, I mean, in a way, we're all dying, not to get too existential, but is it actual dying people or is it like actors Dying playing? people, like their hearts, like, well, here's what a heart looks like. Fuck. Here's like cancer on someone's Imagine throat. Imagine that's how you find out that one of your family members is dying. They're on like, a box. Like, oh my God, look, they got a, an advertisement. And then it's like that they're dying and you're like, oh. Well, it's a li- I mean, it's like in the, in the 1950s, we had like milk cartons, like, here's sure. a missing kid. Like, I'm trying to have lunch. I always thought that seems like an, un- an odd amount of pressure to put on kids kids because it's kids that drink milk and it's like well, it's also telling you you're gonna go missing one day kids sure. are impressionable or it's like drink your milk and get strong bones so you don't get kidnapped like little johnny over here yeah. and you're like Jesus. <laughs> the kids like guzzling the milk my favorite was like that they would have like the at the time their best photoshop like this is what he might look like 14 right, years from right, now right. but he's still in the same outfit sure sure so i'm like so johnny's just wearing the same outfit the outfit grew with him right right they never got him new clothes yeah if it, <laughs> And if it worked, then put those, if it actually was something that was helpful, like God bless and plaster the picture of those kids. And let us know if they found someone. True. How about a little follow up here? On the back, on the other side, instead of talking about how great you are as a company with your milk, be like, by the way, we found Johnny. Thank God it works. So keep, because also it's like if it was an adult that was having the like new kids that well that they were able to identify them from the box. It's probably the person taking the kids. But also it's kind of a stupid way to advertise because like obviously a detective found Johnny and number one and number two, like you're just you're suddenly now five year olds are going to be like, well, I better look out for Johnny. Like maybe put that on the back of a vodka, like vodka bottle, like something adults (laughs) are seeing who are driving and have the capabilities of calling police officers. Not like that's a lot of pressure to put on kids. I tried writing about that a long time ago, but then I, someone was like, you know what? Not, 
modern that doesn't it's too dated too and i was like god because that was like when we everything's were, dated was in the 90s when they still did that they were still were they still doing it in the 90s they were doing okay. it when i when i was i'm looking at because like you also you were forced to drink milk like i remember my mom being like you can't get up until you finish your milk what about all those milk at, i thought about milk last night we used to drink milk at dinner sometimes you had to it was like you gotta you gotta finish your milk you gotta finish your milk i got so this That's is like weird this is completely an unglamorous way of Getting recognized, this was pretty embarrassing. You were drinking milk. I was, I was drinking milk. I was <laughs> yeah. drinking milk, and I was, I had put it in my. Wait, you were drinking milk just as milk? I was drinking milk, and I also put it in a Cheerio box. So I was in Orlando. This is maybe Why? like. Hey, do you still drink milk? But put it by cereal. But oh, this is what I did. I put it my. I put oat milk in my cereal. I put milk in my cereal, then I put a scoop of protein powder in it, and then I like mix it up. But I was in Orlando and the hotel I was at was where this big event was happening. So the music was like crazy loud. And I was like, I just want to get out of my hotel. It's sweltering hot. I go to the CVS. I get some cereal. I get some milk. I get some protein powder. And then I got some muscle milk. So I sit in, I'm sitting outside, but then I move. So I'm basically sitting in the parking lot. I've got the clothes. I'm like wearing shorts and a t-shirt that I slept in. Hair is crazy. Mix it all up. <laughs> mix it with my hands. So now there's like protein powder and stuff in my hands. I'm listening to a podcast about like writing and I'm like mixing it and eating it and I can't hear because I'm listening to the podcast. And then someone taps me and they go, Emma, are you okay? And I was like, <gasps> and then they were like, oh, I, you know, something about, it was like a, maybe a 14 year old. She was like, I follow you on TikTok. Are you okay? And I was like, I'm good. I'm good. It's never good when it's someone asks you. They don't even say, oh my God, you're Emma Wilman. They say, are Emma, okay? are you okay? Are you okay? Like to have that familiar totally. of a I was so honored. I was like wiping this stuff off. I'm like, you, you want some of my protein powder? And she was like, I'm I good. Love, Emma, that's what I love about you is that like, you you'll have you'll, some. You're very hospitable. Sure, of course. And you're very, you support your, like if I told you I murdered someone, you'd be like, I, I feel you. Tell me about it. Like you would never judge me. If you said you'd murdered someone, I'd be really, I would just be really, I would be. You'd be curious cu how it got really there. really curious. Yeah. I mean, I think the only scenario where you would murder someone would be. Self-defense. Self-defense or like, I think even, I think. A even chef then at the Olive Garden. Probably run away and try to get help. I think it would be if someone was. This is a this is a really the real scenario. I think the only case I think you would murder someone. Someone was stalking someone insistently in your family, and there's all these fucked up laws about like stalking and whether or not they believe you and restraining order. So they're insistently stalking your aunt Cindy or worse your niece, and it's like we can't get this person away. They're like meanwhile my family's full of cops and detectives, and but even I. Still, the comedian. We know who can handle I this. I will handle Mateo, it. Mateo. By the way, like, my aunt Cindy, she could handle it. But the, but no one can do anything. And then they're like, we can't figure this out. Is this, this out. enough with Jennifer Lopez? And it's, I want to talk more about it, but we're, it's tearing your family <laughs> apart. So, and it's killing you. So you take it into your own resources. You figure out how to connect the dots to get someone to take care of them. That's when I think you would kill someone. So I'm still not even doing the murder. I'm bringing some, that's very mafiosa. I don't think you would do the murder. To bring it, well, what what would what would have to happen to get to the point of me, stat, like, murdering someone? Oof, God. Um, it would have to be an input. It'd it have to be, like, something. Like, self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. But even then, you kind of do a shove and run. You know what I mean? Because, like, you don't want to stay there and then kill him. You want to get the fuck out of there. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm going to be like to Tosca and, and stab him to <laughs> death and put a candle next to him and run out. But that then it gets tricky with self-defense because it's like, why'd you stick around? You know what I mean? Because they're like, you stab him. Because I'm admiring my work. I'm an artist. Sentenced to life. Yeah, well. So but, No, I, well. Hmm, yeah. So Jennifer Aniston, she's, you, you, was, was there something more you want to say about her? No, I just okay. say, I was listen, I listened to Tim Dillon's podcast. Oh, yes, and he was yes. talking about other celebrities and podcasts right. and, and what what they're for. And like 
Yeah, I don't know. I would be know. very curious to listen to her podcast because to be unfiltered for that amount of time, I would be surprised. But do you think you're going to get like, <clears throat> do you think it's more out of interest or do you think you're actually going to get something out of listening to Jennifer Ant? Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to gain out of that? I By would, the way, if she wants to be a guest on this podcast, Jennifer, welcome. <laughs> we welcome you. She looks great. How could she? I know her whole workout routine and diet. What's her workout routine and diet? Well, when she was on Friends, she had this particular salad that she ate every single day. She was too thin. The entire they were so cast. thin on Friends. Yes, and they Courtney Cox did an interview where she talks about that, where it's just talking about like the pressure of like the weight because at that time I think that was when heroin chic was popular. Well, it was Maybe the nineties. In the nineties, it was like I think the big boobs from the early from the right. late eighties to early nineties that had like dipped out. But now it was very, there was like real thin yes. women who were constantly showing their midriff. Because they had something with Jennifer Aniston where it was like, she would get up, have hot water and lemon, and then she would do a spin for like 45 minutes, go to set. Then they would always have this like lunch that was like, it's like the Jennifer Aniston salad. And then she would also work out. She talked later. about this? She, I mean, maybe she should have a podcast. I find this fascinating. I think she did because I've recently been Googling I Googled what does Jennifer Aniston eat? And I also Googled what does Tom Cruise eat? And I got to say, little, I was a little concerned about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I watched, I'd never, so in Italy, I'd never seen the first Top Gun. Mm, I haven't seen it either. Not, that movie makes gay men's OnlyFans blush. Really? I mean, it is so homoerotic and so gay. Everything he does is erotic. He's such a star. I mean, he's mesmerizing. But that movie is like, even like the locker room scenes, like they're like all like half towel, like legs lifted. Like there's so many unnecessary Do gay they have scenes. Partial boners. I'm sure that I'm sure, I'm sure it was CGI'd out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, as a movie, I'm not really into airplane. I don't, but the movie made no sense. Like the whole thing was like training. And then he had this guy who was his friend. Then he died in training. And then like, but it wasn't Tom Cruise's fault. Meg Ryan was there with a hideous haircut. And then during graduation, as if they don't already have like a fleet of Navy pilots ready to go or Air Force pilots ready to go. They're like, graduation ends early. There's a war in the, the Indian Ocean. And then they're out there in the Indian, some war and then Tom Cruise saves the day because he's kind of, of like a, a, a rascal, a rebel. He's the top gun. He's the top gun, but he doesn't play by the rules. You know yeah, what I mean? I've never seen it. I got to see it. Because I've seen it. I every- mean, that was it. It was just, there's like a bad haircut from Meg Ryan. Lots of odd edited shots of flights and just gratuitous anal. That's, what? Are you serious? Well, I mean, it just seems so gay. There's, that's the, that's the Mateo takeaway. What do you think of Top Gun? Well, Meg, Meg Ryan had a bad haircut. That's and and also, what, can you Google real quick the name of the actress who, she came out as a lesbian. Really? Uh, who was the love interest in that movie, whose role was nothing more but to support Tom Cruise's ego, really. Mm. Kelly McGillan, who the way they did her makeup in certain scenes, she looked exactly like Tim Curry. Really? So there was so many times, and she's a beautiful woman. And, and I love up. her, and I think she's brilliant, but there were certain way that eighties makeup. Mm-hmm. There were certain moments she would smile. and was like, that's Tim Curry. Right. <laughs> He's flashy. Like whoever did her makeup did drag makeup. Wait, we should take a break real quick. Sure. Okay. And we're back. We're back. So you get to Italy. You were, Took a little bit to like acclimate to relaxing and then you felt, did you do any shows while you're out there? No shows. I did, um, I went on one date uh, with, uh, his name is Giuseppe 
And it was so Italian. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to pick you up in my Vespa and show you all of Roma. I got on the back of a red Vespa. I was Lizzie McGuire. Really? I mean, I literally was like, dreams this is what dreams true. are made of. Hey, now. Hey. He was so Italian that even in driving through like an asteroid field of driving, because it's so crazy driving Italy, he's still using one hand to tell me things. Oh, he's you're like, like ah! I'm like, use both hands. And then we didn't even have sex. We just took a nap. That's how Italian wow. it was. We got back to the hotel and I'm like, I guess we're going to have sex, right? And he's like, and uh, now, because we have a lunch so we take a nap and so we just took a nap and then had coffee together afterwards it's like this honestly was the best date i've ever had no why'd you guys not do a second date um he had to go back to his island oh it was so dramatic i must return i must go back home to my island well, how come you guys didn't have sex then you think no kiss just no nothing no just took a nap so you guys are married yeah I, that's like a married person. That's like a nice married person. But it was thing. beautiful. It was like in New York, you go on a date. It's like 40 minutes of getting wine and you're bullshit. You're just talking about your jobs, bullshitting. This guy took me on a three and a half hour tour of Italy. That's beautiful. He's like, I'm going to take you to the top of this hill. Italy, uh, Rome is of seven hills. I'm taking you on top of this one hill. There's a special keyhole. If you look through <laughs> it, you can see the garden that leads to St. Pietro. Like, okay, yeah. You know, I got sunburned. It was great. Then we had lunch on a terrace. We're eating carbonara. And he's like, you know, Italians are so interested sure. in like showing you a good time. Also being on the back of a Vespa in Italy is like, it's incredible. That is, a, a Vespa seems like it'd be very erotic too because you're like holding and like friction with your bodies. Did, this is what dreams are made like of. There was like romantic chemistry where... I mean, yes, he was leaving. I was there. It's just, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm willing to just go meet new people while mm. vacationing, especially. And that's the thing is like being single, the, the positive aspect of being single is like, I can just do whatever I want. That's totally true. I can just that's meet true. people, whomever I want to meet. I can do whatever I want. Like, it's a little bit because that is almost like a friend date, too. But it would have been in, probably inappropriate if you were in a relationship to meet someone under the guise. It would have been totally date. inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. But but when I went to the wedding, the wedding was so emotional. It does kick. Weddings really kick up a lot of dust. They do. I mean, people reached the closer you get to the wedding. The people in the wedding party start to react differently. And also any family drama like over the course of that usually come like there's like lots of different elements with the family being together that long like and what like different relationships mean to different different people especially if they're together more than just like the night and the day. Right. Was this a whole like series of events? It was an entire series of mm, events. Any drama? But it, no, I mean oh, nice. there was only drama with one person really, but that was it. I mean everyone but I'm saying it was more like a in in inward thinking like mm. people were you could see people thinking about their ex or like it just brings up emotions even i was like oh this would have been nice like if kike was here i could share this with kike or like if sure. i was gonna get married like you know you it, it does bring up those feelings that you that you ignore because it's because it's romantic it's like the ultimate thing of romance so it's like, okay, where do I fit into this equation? But then you get to do things like go meet someone for a date that would have been inappropriate if you were in a relationship and be like, okay, but this is the other side of. Right. So there's pros and cons. I mean, I remember I went to the, the wedding I went to in Portland, Oregon was so beautiful. Like literally it was beautiful. It was out on a wine vineyard in the country in Portland, Oregon. Have you been to the country there before? I mean, I think so. I had not. And it was it was so, it was so, so, so pretty. And it was people that I've known since, like it was my mom's best friend, Nancy. So it was like all these people we'd grown up with. It was her son getting married. And that was just like, that was like really romantic, like watching them like talk. And then the, um, the bride, like the wedding speeches, the bride's 
sister was so funny in her speech. I said to her afterwards, I was like, I don't say this ever. I think I've maybe said this. I've said this one other time. I was like, have you ever considered doing stand? Like she was, I was, she was hilarious. Like Lexi and I were like laughing and looking at each other. Like what the fuck? Like she was so funny. Get her at the creek. She was so funny. And I was, and she was like, I kind of have, I, I have thought about it. And I was like, I don't recommend it as a human being. And I was like, but I, you, your timing and what you were saying, like she was just talking about moving from where they came from or being like an immigrant family in the United States. And like, it was just so interesting and funny that I, like when she got off, I was like, encore, hard act to follow for the other people giving speeches too. Yeah. You know that pressure when someone kills it with a toast? I was a little bit uh, punch up guy for the- Were you? Oh yeah. Yeah, people, no one yeah. asked me at this wedding, but although she did say afterwards, she was like, cause they had come to a, my show the night before. She was like, after I saw your show, I started like editing my speech and I was like, I, I didn't care, but I was like, but then amazing. Yeah. Can't imagine I, by what the way, I love punching up. I was like, well, let's sit and chat. I'll have an espresso. Let's, sure. just, let's, let's, let's dig in. When people would say the lines that they, that you gave them, would you, would they look at you? Um, I felt a little bit like a stage mom. Like as they were giving the speech, I was like this. Yes, totally. You got this mm -hmm. totally, or I don't. Mm -hmm. I hope that I'm it's okay. mouthing the words as they're saying it, <laughs> turning to my friends like, "You're gonna love this next part." This next part, they came. This is true. This, this yeah, my friends like applauded me after the speeches. They're like, up. "Good job, Mateo," and I was like, "Thank you." I was googling something about wedding speeches, and an interview that I did like seven years ago at my, about my sister's wedding popped up, and I have no. I was like, I don't remember this at all. But it was in Martha Stewart Living, me giving advice on giving wedding speeches because I was looking for advice on giving wedding speeches to send to someone, and I was like. When the fuck? And then it was some stupid, it was just me being like, just be yourself. Just, you know. By the way, that's all advice books. Just, just be, be yourself. yourself. I don't, that's not going to work. It also, they're there to see, it's okay. It's not, you don't have to be that memorable. It's just about you delivering something powerful about the people that are getting married. Well, people tend to forget, like, as I was sort of like, when I say editing, like, like, like rolling up my sleeve sure. to fix these, some of these speeches. Um, people have to, they don't realize like the folk, it's not a documentary. Right. We are lightly bringing up facts about your relationship with that person. And the end should be a celebration of the new person in right. their life. Totally. So like, this is a celebration of this person. Right. You don't want to make it sound like you and the person are trying to get married. Cause I've heard yes. that before where you're listening to it and you're like, so. and, or, or it's just like stories. Like, did you remember that one time, one time we went out in this bar and it's like Tom got so fucking wasted, he shat his pants. It's crazy. And, and you're like, okay, like Nana's here. Right. You know what I mean? And then like, it's just like pause and looking like, and then another time. And everyone's like, no more time. Like, please, it's no, no more. more we don't care. We weren't there. We don't give a shit. Right. And you're like, remember it. Ryan? Me neither. No, Ryan, right. we don't remember Ryan. He's not here. Now, what about the, the last lines? Like, Amber? Welcome to the club. You know what I mean? Like, like Amber, where is she? She's gone. Yeah, she's, she's crying. Gone. She's got I the bed. <laughs> man, man. Yeah. And I've seen speeches where it's like, it's a total, like, just verbose. People just making sure. it all about themselves. Like, it's like the one person singing when everyone's singing and then they're just like kicking it up a total knot. Amber Nelson has a great joke about that. She's like, she's like, I want to be that birthday singer like, who wants to like make the birthday about her. She's like, happy birthday. It's like the day's about me now. It's such a good bit. I love Amber Nelson. Did you dance at the wedding? I did. I danced and I sang. Ooh. So the the groom kept making jokes like, oh man, we're having like an issue with 
the sound for some reason. We're only getting the music. Mateo, can you come here? And mm-hmm. I literally was like, oh God. And I went up and then all of a sudden it was Mariah Carey Fantasy. Oh, and then like, fun. oh, when you walk by every... And all the Italians were like, hey, ma tu puoi cantare molto bene. Like they were... Italians love singers. If you like can Mariah sing, Carey? Everyone loves Mariah okay. Carey. But like, if you can sing, Italians are like, wow, ma che grande la tua voce che sentire. Do they appreciate it because they're like not traditionally good singers themselves? They just appreciate they're, it. No, Italians are the some best, of the best singers in the world. They just appreciate the art. They form. grew up with the Pavarotti. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they like a few countries or cultures actually know properly how to sing. And Italy is one of those countries. And did you feel good dancing? Because I had so much fun dancing at my friend's wedding. I think it was because we talked about it a couple episodes back. Ethan Simmons the- just brought this up. He said, I have so much fun dancing at weddings because I never go out and dance. I never go out and dance, but also I used to not have fun dancing at weddings. But now this time, the last couple weddings I've been to, it's been fun. Now I, I'll dance and hang out. But then when everyone's like, okay, we're going to the after party. I'm like, there's just like, the there's just no way. Like there, there's no conceivable situation where I'm going to the after party unless it's like a mandatory part of the wedding. I just don't like partying. Like Alex yeah. English was convincing me I was going to go out last week and he never called me and I was so thankful. I stayed home and played Fortnite and Let's stared go out at my and new do couch. What? I, I do want to go out with him. I was like, Alex, you need to take me out one day. I need to actually go out because well, I never go out. I never go out. I mean, but also the idea of it's like go out at like. Well, I know. I now, know. Are you going to do anything for pride? I, I'm doing things for pride daily. Because I, I mean, I've got... But I'm like just, a party for Pride, I'll be in LA. Okay. I'm this, doing Kimmel. That's so exciting. And Chelsea Handler's hosting. What and day, I'm, what I'm, a, you, I'm on the couch. That's so fun. Being on the couch is so... I've like, never done the couch Seems before. so much more fun than doing stand-up. a stand-up set. You don't have to prepare anything. You just go up and show up and you have a good time. You don't have to prepare to do the couch. Well, I'm sure the day of, the producers will be like, what are some fun stories? And then I just get to chit-chat with Chelsea. Right. But that's... My birthday's on Pride. So that is my Pride. Is I'll be on... Chelsea Handler hosting for Jimmy Kimmel. Great. Chit chatting. That's my present slash Pride slash I did the Netflix Pride. I've done I've done enough. You've done enough. Cause I didn't even realize Pride. This is the only weekend I'm in town for a while. So I didn't even really like clock it as Pride. And then I started getting some texts asking about it. And I was like, oh. Well, what would you do for Pride? You I don't want to go out to festivals I don't know. with I have music sh- and I've just got shows, but then uh like I mean, well, how 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 okay? I don't even know. I mean, during remember the- you, me, and Gail went to that lesbian thing on the pier like seven years ago, six years ago, and it was blasting music, and it's like in the hot sun. A lot. One time they had me judge the parade where I had to like. That sounds fun. I had, I I don't know. I don't have a contact there, and I don't even remember how this like came about. But you would have probably had fun doing it. It was fun. But I mean, it's like you are at the end of the parade, and it was like. Two other people. You're and not even getting them at their best. You're just getting like no, the it, shambles of the I, parade. Was it the end of the? Okay, that's a good point. Maybe it was towards. I think it was towards the end. But then they're they're like, okay, and here are the judges. So like everyone had to like really pep it up, and then you watch them and like put all these things into the iPad. But my iPad, I saw the battery dying, and I was like, my batteries. The batteries at twenty percent. No batteries at ten percent. Batteries at five percent. And they they were like running around like plugging things in and then they it wasn't so my iPad died so I was just sitting there like an asshole at the end pr- pretending to judge like all right and then there was one that went by it was like queer Jewish youth of whatever so I just gave them all my points yeah <laughs> they were just they were really cute and they like really you know I hope this is okay to say it seemed like the sun was having a they're having a tough time being out in the sun so I felt for them and I gave them all my points do you get I get is that wait, okay to say yes. I get how much time do we I don't have know if that's a stereotype about Jewish people even. I just noticed that I just distinctly remember 
these kids were very 34. sunburned. So. Do, do you feel, so we have five minutes left on this episode. Great. Do you feel pressure? Like Hannah Gatsby had a great. I just read her book. It was really good. She had a great, one of my favorite jokes of hers. is She's like, do they have a pride for quiet people? Right. People that just want to read a book? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, part of me is like, is there another way to celebrate? Like, I, I to me, celebrating pride can be as small as like, I'm just living my authentic self. That's sure. not easy for most people to do. Sure. And also, I'm putting my material up. I'm exposing myself. I'm constantly, you know, it's like, that is how I do pride. It's like through my work, things I, you know. So some people work an office job and they need that weekend to go out and party and it's a catharsis. Like, I right. get that. You Let know, like everyone has a different way of celebrating their pride. And it's such a hacky question because we get it all the time. Mm. How do you define pride and how do you celebrate it? But like, how do, and they say it that way. How, how do you celebrate pride? Usually I kind of similar to you where it's not like, it's just, uh, I guess I really don't celebrate it to be, I like literally but sometimes you do. you're putting your, you're out there. You're an, yeah. you're a lesbian. Right. I don't even, I don't do any gay hashtags or anything. I've I, always hashtag gay because I'm usually talking about something I, gay. I haven't been doing it and I know it'll take longer to build, but I just don't want to get locked into it. Cause I'll, I was thinking of doing it. Like I was hashtagging pride and then I was like, mm. and then I did it on a couple things, but I was like, I don't want to get stuck in this like literal algorithm. So I guess maybe for pride, I'll hashtag, I'll do a little couple pride hashtags. I did a pride hashtag today and I never do because it was me and Bob. That's pride. Making fun of each other. That's a good, that's a, that's a good, I mean, I'll, I guess this year. Did you see the clip? Is it the goes, one where you said, thanks, Monet? Yeah. That was great. And that then was he goes, really, really my funny. my sister's name. That was great. That <laughs> By was the way, really getting funny. barely any views. Really? Uh, let's see how well it's doing now. I mean, it, it, for my normal videos, like I usually get like a ton of this one. It's only, it's not doing well. Fuck. Fucking social but media. But I loved it. Were you good about not checking your social media on vacation? My phone didn't work half the time. Oh, so I just was kind God. of off my phone. But I would, I would post such a the fantasy. days that I was supposed to post. But like, I don't know. I just like never take photos. Like when I'm in vacation, when I'm in vacation, when I'm like there. I don't want to stand around, take mm -hmm. pictures. I feel it stops the momentum. And having your phone not work. Like I still fantasize about when we did that. Um, I'm just gonna speak for myself. Uh, God awful cruise that remember the cruise that we did. That uh, was Kike and I had a good time. Actually. Yes, I had a great. I, I mean, I'll say that I actually had a really what but I, I'll never do cruises again. Never again. I, the thing was, the thing, well, actually, no, yes, I would. I would do cruise again. But I, would I would not. I would read the contract again. And I remember the person that was putting me on, it was like, this isn't a very good deal. I think because they like made us pay for internet. Like I was, and it was oh, the internet was like expensive. $40 a day or something. I think it was like $180 a day. Like nah, it was a thousand dollars a day. So expensive. I didn't know they charged you per like thing that you signed. It was just a mess. But my cell phone didn't work. So I didn't have my phone for like a whole week. And I still fantasize about not being able to take off. You can off. turn your phone off. Can I? Well, we have to end this episode. Um, is there anything? It was a nice catch up though. Great to really catch great up. To see great you. to see you. Find it, us on YouTube, guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Starbanks Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.